from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Drive to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skates Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, it's a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us tonight on this beautiful Sunday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight, broadcasting, podcasting from a parking lot in Chandler, Arizona, after a 13 and a half hour drive from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on that big, beautiful palatial estate. He's had his feet up, folks, all day. The servants have been running around, bringing him cool drinks, the fanning him, all of that stuff has happened. Well, I've spent 13 and a half hours in a vehicle driving 857 miles. But that's life in the big city, as they say. Paul, how are you? Well, I'm sure that the chauffeur is uh very tired and uh <laughs> yeah i am extremely you know, tired <laughs> you should you should cut him some slack um, uh, i'm going to I, i'm gonna let him sleep till eight o'clock tomorrow I, I don't know who you're talking to in this quote-unquote palatial estate <laughs> because I, I i i certainly you're not can't be talking to me because lord knows <laughs> how's the weather on long island right now has it gotten better um, better compared to what uh, compared to the weekend, I understand it was supposed to be bad there. Rain, wind, all that good stuff. Oh, uh, it was pretty windy last night. Okay. No rain? No. I of, no, I didn't get a lot of rain. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I know the beachfront property you have there probably eroded a little bit, but. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, you're in a place where there's a lot of beach. There's just no ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what a drive, but, but what, what a weekend. It was well worth it. Uh, uh, Denver CC, uh, two nights. I didn't get a chance to get to Colorado college, uh, unfortunately, but I did watch every second of that game and was pretty impressed, um, with both teams, to be honest with you, Paul, I thought CC played the style that they wanted to play, which is that defensive shutdown. They know what they have and they know what they're able to do. And, and they shut down uh, Denver for as long as they could possibly shut them down. But you're just not going to shut that team down forever. I mean, we've talked about it. They're, they're so deep. They're so talented. They're so skilled that eventually they're going to poke a hole. And it doesn't have to be a big hole. It just has to be big enough to score a couple of goals. Well, listen, uh, the coach, uh, Coach Mayotte, said it to us the other, the other night when he was on with us. And, um. You just it just seems like there's 60 to 90 seconds in every game that gets away from them ends up being the difference in the game. Yeah, that's and I the, guess that's the difference between number three in the country and yeah, well, you know whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. They they've been there before the pioneers. I'm talking about. They they're on a mission. Um, I think one thing is different, Paul, this year than last year. Uh, their focus this year on capturing five trophies. I mentioned that, and you scoffed at me last week 
when I talked about that. But I always scoff at you. That's not <laughs> news. They want five trophies this year. They're not happy with three or four. I sound like LeBron now. They want five. Um, <laughs> yeah. You remember it was all over social media. What? Not no, one, not two. Anyway, um, so they've captured the gold pan. They captured the icebreaker. They captured the regular season Penrose Cup. Now they want the frozen face-off cup or trophy, and they want the NCAA uh, trophy in uh, in April. So uh, that focus now has become laser-focused. I saw it Friday night. I saw it again on, on nchc.tv on Saturday night. Um, the, the focus is there now. Uh, remember, they play without Sean Barons. They play without Magnus Corona, both who they expect to be back this week against uh, Miami. Not that I don't think they would need them against Miami. I think maybe their first playoff round was this past weekend and probably the stiffest that they're going to find. Uh, Okay. I mean, do I think CC is a much better team than Miami? Yeah. Of course, the, I, there's no doubt, but. I'm not sure that that qualifies as a first-round playoff series, but, hey, you be you. <laughs> not exactly. That's not not exactly what I meant, but you know what I mean. I was talking about the, the competition that they played uh, as tough as it was against CC. I don't know that they're going to face anybody any tougher in the NCHC playoffs, no matter how far they go in it. Um, the, the arch rivals uh, are not only getting better, but they're also a team that um, plays Denver very, very hard. They know exactly how to take it to them. And, um, you know, Denver was happy to come away with a couple of wins. I'll guarantee you that. Well, I think it definitely helped put them in playoff mind because yep. of the intensity of a rivalry, but it's still not playoffs. No, but let me let me give you a couple of clips here. Let's first hear from uh, – from Captain Justin Lee following the Friday night game. And then we'll hear from uh, Kyle Mayhew and we'll hear from uh, head coach David Carl in that succession. And then you can tell me what you think. Yeah, obviously. The only thing I kind of hope for is just winning the game. So we were lucky enough there to, to get it done. Obviously not our best hockey, but uh, we can build build off that going into, into tomorrow's game. Obviously a lot left to play for in the season. But did you get emotional all before the game, just kind of with the pregame ceremony, or is that for something that's going to come after the season whenever you guys are done? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I mean, it was nice there. Uh, they did a great job uh, recognizing all the seniors, I thought. Um, so that was nice, but... You know, we still got uh, bigger things ahead of us that we're trying to focus on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll come after the season a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a special night, that's for sure. What, how, can you, how can you reflect on just wearing, just that being a senior and wearing the C for this, this program? Yeah, I'm extremely honored. There's obviously been a lot of captains that have wore the C before me. And I've been able to learn a lot through the years uh, playing here, like Cole Gutman, Ian Mitchell, Cole Olszewski, like, they all bring different things to the table, and I think I was able to learn a lot of those things and, you know, just try and incorporate them into the, into the locker room in a positive way. With the gold pan clinch, with the Penrose Cup clinch, what's kind of the goal this weekend? Because on paper, there's not a lot, of, a lot to play for, you know what I mean? There's still a lot to play for in our minds in the locker room. Um, you know, these are our rivals, and you want to beat them no matter what the scenario is. So there's a lot on the line for us here. Um, it's lucky we were, we're fortunate enough there to get a win tonight, and we got to do it again tomorrow. You played alongside Kyle Mayu these last couple of years. Um, what's it been like getting to know him, and kind of what leadership does he bring to the locker room as well? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Kyle's a great guy. I love with him, so uh, we've got a good connection there and a good bond. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a great leader in the locker room and on the ice. Uh, he brings it every day. He's extremely hardworking, and and he leads by example. And guys look up to him on the team, so it's uh, it's great to have him in that locker. Room. You guys also got some really good. Uh, performances tonight from, from Matt Davis and that came up coming up big for you guys a couple of times. Um, how important was it for him just to kind of have that confidence back there? And what, what did you see from him overall? Yeah, I like played a great game. He kind of kept us in it there at times. Uh, he made some huge saves for us. And yeah, no, it was great to see him have success there in the net. And yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good moment there. We played in front of him. Yeah, we, we built off that. It was good. Okay, that's uh, Justin Lee. Paul, your thoughts on the comments from the captain following uh, that game? Well, like I said, you always want to 
beat your rival. Doesn't matter what the, what, what, you know, what the records are. And like I said, I, it, it's a good primer for the playoffs. And it gives Denver a chance to, um, you know, rest some guys, but still have that, that playoff type feel in the game. Um, yeah. So and, the schedule and- works out well. I think uh, Justin expressed it pretty well that they have a lot to play for. They they want to be they wanted to beat their rivals, which they did. They wanted to get themselves prepared uh, to play playoff hockey. I think they did that. I think that's the goal accomplished. They got twenty eight wins, which I know was to them to uh, at least equal Quinnipiac's total. Um, as of right now, anyway, they would like to be the top team in the country when it comes to wins at the end of the year, and um, that that's in front of them. There's. There's eight more wins required to hoist that tenth national championship trophy. Let's hear in uh, uh, hear a few words from uh, Kyle Mayhew, the fifth-year senior who get this, Paul is going to play over 150 games for the Denver Pioneers this year. With a win tonight, even in kind of a scrappy fashion, uh, fighting for it at the end there. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the way you want to go out against your rival, unreal crowd. Um, I mean, couldn't write it any better than that. Um, hopefully there weren't any cameras on me during uh, Country Roads. You might have seen a couple, <laughs> a couple tears there. But, uh, yeah, it was a special night for sure. I asked Casey, Justin obviously getting rewarded, the captain on senior night getting that goal. What did it mean for you as someone who's gotten to know him for quite a while here to, to see him get that tonight? Yeah, I love that for him. You know, big smiles all around. Everyone loves that. Uh, just a guy that's earned it. He's done everything right for four years. So, I mean, I love that going out for him. It's a great way to go out. You're going to hit 150 games in a Denver sweater. What does that specifically mean to you? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that too much. I didn't know I was that close. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, um, I didn't even know if I'd play 10 games when I first came here as a freshman. And then to be fortunate to play that many here, uh, can't quite put it into words yet, but uh, maybe one day. How fun was it celebrating the Penrose last weekend? It was unreal, especially uh, at a place like Lawson with all their fan base and uh it was a great environment, but to do it, especially in a place like that, I mean, the, the, we were fired up all weekend. It was just unbelievable. Matt Davis obviously made some really big saves for you guys tonight in the place of uh, Magnus. Um, what did you see from him, and you know, how important was his performance tonight for you guys? Yeah, I loved how steady he was. Um, couple, they had a couple good chances, and he was, you know, steady as a rock. I mean, that's that's going to be huge. You know, you never know what happens in playoffs. Magnus might tweak something. You know, you have a dependable backstop for you, no matter what. Okay, so that was Kyle Mayhew, um, the kid that played up at uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. So we can kind of tie that in, Paul. Um, your thoughts on Kyle? He's going to play 150 collegiate games. That's un- almost unheard of. Well, of course it's unheard of. Most guys don't get that extra year because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but think about that. When you look back and uh, see a five foot nine guy, a defenseman that plays a rough style, and he plays 150 games. That that just I mean just think about that for a minute and and look at other teams and how guys have gone down and and not come back or whatever and Kyle Mayhew has done it for five years. Well, listen, it's impressive. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to say it's not. I'm just saying that you know you got to stay healthy. You got to have a lot of playoff games, a lot of NCAA tournament games. And you got an extra year just by the fates. There's yeah, a lot involved. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. But man, credit to him to be able to to, to be out there all that time. And you and, know that and, kid smiles every single time I see him. Paul, I've never seen him without a smile on his face. Well, listen, doesn't everybody smile when you're around? Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and and by the way. Well, I know I know we'll get to Fairbanks in a few minutes, but uh, yeah, I, I have something to say about that based on. Uh, yeah, I figured you do. I figured yeah. you do. But uh, anyway, Kyle Kyle told me uh, beginning of the year about. I asked him about Fairbanks, and he said, "Man, I love that." And uh, he he's so happy for that program that they're reestablished again and and playing well. And we'll get into that in just a minute. I want to get to david carl it's about six and uh, 649 something like that of uh talk but i think it's important to hear from coach carl this was friday night after that game at that du and just listen to what he says and the demeanor uh, of which he says it here's coach david carl the denver pioneers 
tricky from an emotional standpoint? Um, yeah, Change I can. Your routine. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I think it's a great, I think it's a great tradition, obviously, in college hockey. And um, to be able to just, you know, signify some of, you know, a lot of their efforts, right, that they've put in. And I think the group, um, as we talked about before the game, like, they've kind of steadied the ship here. Like, we went through, through some pretty rough waters. Um, back at the end of 2020 and obviously through the, the 21 season. And, um, you know, I think those guys stuck with it, believed, and they've been a big part of the solution. And um, obviously getting us a championship a year ago and, and putting us on a good track again this year. What do you think of this, Sean? How's Nagy handling? They're both doing fine. Yeah, um, week to week right now, but we don't expect anything super long term. What did you think of the performance tonight? It was kind of a bit of a weird game. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think they they defend well, and um, you know, if we're not at our best with uh, our team speed and our puck uh, support. It's hard to make them uncomfortable because their structure is really good and. Um, you know, I, th I thought the first period we, we started well. We had some real bright spots in the second period where we had them hemmed in. But, um, you know, other than that, I, I thought they truthfully contained us pretty well, five on five. And um, as expected, I mean, again, they're, they're not a team that obviously um, lots of them made up of, of their goal scoring. But uh, I don't think their team defense gets talked about um, nearly enough. Like, they, they do a really good job taking away time and sticking to their structure. and. Um, I thought they got better with that as the game wore on, and um, we struggled at times to, to penetrate some of those areas. Can you just talk about Justin and what he means to your program as a senior captain? Yeah, just heart and soul guy, um, leader by example. He's the type of kid you recruit that you're like, this guy could be a captain someday. You have those kids um, that you meet on the recruiting trail, and, and it almost ups the level of urgency because um, you want someone like that in your program. And um, he's a kid who's grown up on a farm. He's worked for everything he's gotten. And um, you really see that with how he plays the game. And um, so really proud of him. And, and we're, we're obviously, uh, you know, honored to have him as our captain. And we're really uh, fortunate. Obviously, Casey's only been here for the one year. But um, he gets honored to the second senior day, obviously. Um, what is it, what has he meant to the program? And kind of how much are you guys going to be leaning on him as the... Yeah, he's been great. I mean, he's, he's come in and just bought in, you know, from day one, wanting to, um, you know, work on his game, uh, be open to change in his game, and, and become try to become a better hockey player. And I think um, we've certainly seen growth in his game throughout the season. And, um, you know, he's, he's a key member, obviously, to the group. Um, our depth scoring is, is just dangerous right now. And, um, you know, he's... He's just like all of our other forwards, a big part of that. Kyle's obviously approaching 150 career games for you guys. I mean, that's yeah. a really impressive milestone. Um, how much has he meant, and how what is it? How nice is it to see kind of the progression he's made throughout his career? Yeah, it's an unbelievable story. I mean, pretty good for a, a five foot nine, five foot ten on a good day defenseman that was playing in Fairbanks, um, you know, in the North American Hockey League, and um, I, I honestly, I'm pretty sure. Might not get the story perfectly, but Tavis went up to watch him. This is toward the end of Monty's um, time, and, and Tavis and I were looking at flights, and he's like, I gotta go up and watch this kid. And we didn't even tell Monty that Tavis was going up there. And Tavis comes in, he, you know, or sorry, Monty comes in day two of Tavis not being there. He goes, where, the, where the hell is he? And um, sure enough, he was up in Fairbanks, Alaska to get a viewing of, uh, of Kyle Mayhew and just, um, you know, Unbelievable that, that he's almost going to eclipse 150 games. Again, just another team guy that um, has added a ton of value um, in his time with us. How important is it to have a backup goaltender just in case Magnus has to miss some postseason action? Yeah. Steady as Matt Davis. Yeah, he, he was excellent tonight, um, especially early, like the first three to five minutes. And, you know, they had some looks that, you know, maybe get a little bit overshadowed by – how much we then had the puck after that, but um, yeah, he was excellent. Uh, you see his puck playing ability um, really is an X factor. He ices one on the penalty kill, um, you know, so we've got a lot of confidence in him. His challenge is that he's had, you know, an All-American level goaltender in front of him for the last two years. And uh, to Maddie's credit, he's never, uh, you know, sat back and, and like, been sulking or disappointed. He's just attacked every day and tried to get better with uh, Ryan Mass.
Ross, our goalie coach, and um, you know, I think you see how excited the guys are for him when he gets in the net because I see the work he puts in every day that um, maybe goes you know unnoticed by the by the public. With with the Penrose Cup and the Gold Pan clinch, um, beyond just winning you know two more games this weekend, uh, kind of what's the overarching goal going into the playoffs next weekend? Just to be playing well, right? Um, there's obviously a lot on the line. Um, a one seed is critical in the NCAA tournament, in our opinion. Um, they're playing for seeding. Um, it's still a rivalry game, and um, obviously we're dealing with some injuries right now, so it's an opportunity for us to showcase our depth. We've got some guys similar to Maddie that, you know, they haven't gotten in the lineup a lot in the second half, and um, great to see Tristan Lemire get a lot of ice time. Owen Ozark, um, Olvestad, and Anderson. I mean, these guys... They put in the work every day after practice to do extra. Um, we do pregame skates. They stay for an extra 25 minutes um, and do work with Dallas Ferguson and Ryan Massa. Um, so for them to come in and be able to look and function um, like our team looks and functions is a credit to them and, and obviously to Dallas and Ryan and um, in the depth of our program. I got to ask, what happened with Rose's jersey? We're at number five at the end. Yeah, he got cut. Um, so blood on the jersey. Okay. And then rules don't allow you to um, have it with blood. It's all got to be cleaned out. So credit to Nick Meldrum. Um, he's got an extra one. And, um, didn't say Borgstrom on it. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but anyway, the guys were laughing on the bench. And, yeah, he rolled with it pretty good. I think we're at number five going into the playoffs now. Yeah, maybe if you had scored a few. Yeah, we'll probably go back to a 16. Okay, that's Coach uh, David Carl after the game. Some some comments, some unique comments, Paul. What did you take away from it? Well, you know, the, he's, the, the players are echoing the mindset of the coach, right? Uh, important to win the rivalry games. It's important to get some guys some playing time because you never know when injuries are going to happen. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, teams usually do take the the uh, personality of their coaches. And, you know, this team is no different. Um, you know, they, uh, they've been amazingly consistent, even though some people have tried to say that uh, they – I shouldn't say that people have tried to say they aren't, but um, – I don't know. I maintained all year that they're still the best team, even if they aren't given the quote-unquote rank in the polls. In the end, there's only one poll that matters. Yep, you're And I'm not even correct. saying mine. <laughs> I'll say yours. Well, you'd <laughs> we'll still find, be wrong. We're going to find out tomorrow. Uh, anyway, what that one says. In yeah, but it doesn't matter. You'd still be revealed. you'd still be wrong. Yeah, I don't care. In the end, I don't care. I, don't I know that. I well, I know that. I'm just saying that in the end, the only poll that matters is who holds up the trophy in Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's probably going to be crimson and gold. Just um, um, I've said that all yeah. year. So I mean, I don't know. I, I want to find somebody that now. that can play them and beat them all the way to the very end. But as I mentioned, eight uh, eight wins away from national championship number ten. Um, we'll find out how that all goes. As I said, I think they're laser focused. Uh, a couple of things I thought were kind of kind of funny uh, with Coach. He, he reiterated the fact that um, Tristan Bros had to wear number five for the third period because he had blood on his jersey, and they didn't have a number sixteen in white, uh, a backup one for him. So they put him in five, really? and <laughs> and they were they said it was Borkstrom's old jersey, so maybe something rubbed off on him. So that that was kind of funny. Uh, I also thought the the mention about. How Kyle Mayhew was found, as I mentioned, Banks and Tavis McMillan made the trip up there and never told uh, Jim Montgomery, who was the head coach at the time for the Pioneers. And then they said uh, Jim came in the, looking for him at, at practice. He goes, "Hey, where's where's Tavis?" And they go, "Oh, he's in Alaska." <laughs> pretty good, pretty good recruiting trip when you come back with Kyle Mayhew. Well, yeah. It, it, otherwise, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story wouldn't be the same had no, he not come back with a no. Kyle Mayhew. But no. anyway, um, th that's that's our tie into Fairbanks. We're going to get into that because Paul's got something to say. But before we do that, um, let's let's take just a couple of minutes and talk about this uh, ASU Anchorage series because it was Why? different. Because it was different. It was different. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, Arizona State, depleted as they are, opted to take up a uh, ACHA player in Brendan Studioso. Uh, right. Watched Brendan play for a number of years. Um, been very, very good at the ACHA level. Um, and, and got his opportunity. Scores a power play goal at the end of Friday right. night. By the way, Paul Hornstein watched Friday night's game twice. <laughs> um, no, actually, I didn't. I just watched it on a 24-hour delay. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Now, that story's um, fantastic. Just, we'll get to that in a minute. But... Well, here's, here's the bottom line. I was having a conversation with at least three separate people during Saturday night's game. Who told you you were crazy? No, 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 no. Uh, during Saturday night's game. And I didn't realize I was watching Friday's game. <laughs> and I was commiserating with them about certain things. And nobody could tell the difference, by the way, between <laughs> my rants about Friday night and or Saturday night. And so it wasn't until really this morning I, I'm like, what? Wait a second. Hold on. And I looked at it and I'm like, am I nuts? And somebody said, yeah, you are. And yeah, like, I think I are did. Are you kidding? No, it wasn't you. But <laughs> well, somebody else did, too. Somebody else did, Somebody yeah. agreed and with I'm me. Like, okay. And I'm like, what? No, wait a second. What the hell? And and, and sure enough. Um, uh, but, I mean, we could save the – I mean, I don't I, – You. I mean, just not a good – not a good weekend. Um, And it's not the fact that – that they split the weekend. It didn't make it a good weekend. It just, you just, it just isn't just sorry. This is no, uh, you, you, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect Anchorage, but no, it just wasn't a good weekend. Just not. Well, it was a split. Um, I guess you would say though, um, anything in NCAA hockey when you split on the road is, uh, acceptable. I don't know. You're calling it not good, but, but uh, you know, Anchorage is a pretty solid hockey team. They've they've yeah, I, I, they played I get some that. people really. Tough. I get that, but so but when 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 I'm sitting there and talking about um, things that I see in a in a five nothing win, by the way, and you get a two minute two man advantage and don't get a shot, don't tell me it's a good weekend. I don't care that you won the game. <laughs> don't tell me it's a good weekend. By the way, folks, Paul Hornstein's an alum. In case you didn't know. Well, yes, you alone. Anyway, so so don't don't even go go that road uh, saying he's a uh, um a homer because he's not a homer. He's not uh, even he looks close. very very closely, but he does examine every hockey team that we cover uh, with fine detail. I think Lindenwood, and we're going to get into the, uh, the the Fairbanks thing in just two minutes, but I think it's worth mentioning Lindenwood uh, is still in Alaska because they'll play Anchorage this weekend to round out their season and. Right. I got to guess that that Coach Zombo is not happy. Uh, he kind of ran into a buzzsaw, though, because... Yes, he did, but... If, if anybody would think that Fairbanks wasn't going to come out uh, guns a-blazing both nights, um, then there's something wrong, because well, th- they had something to play for, a whole bunch to did. play for. A whole lot. And on their just, home ice, senior night, all that good stuff. And I'm not going to... And, and, and there's no way that... the. Uh, Coach Zombo is going to be happy that they gave up 51 shots on Friday night. Um, and and there's no way he's going to be happy that they gave up another 54 on Saturday night. You get 100 shots. Now, I realize Anchors was playing for their playoff lives. Fairbanks. I'm sorry. Fairbanks was playing for their playoffs lives. Sorry, because you mentioned Anchorage and it was in my head. Um, That's scary when stuff gets in your head. But the anyway. problem is it, it dies very lonely deaths. Um, <laughs> but there's no way Coach Zombo is going to be happy. There's just no way. No, uh, and, and now, expect- now he's got to spend a, a week up there and prepare for Anchorage. And I think um, Anchorage better be ready because Lindenwood might be ready to take the wrath of the their season out on Anchorage for the final two games. And that that could be interesting. It really uh, there'll be it'll, there'll be interesting games and 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 once again, you know, for the most part, Lindenwood hasn't had weekends like this. No, no, they have not. Even against and, teams and, like Michigan and Minnesota and North Dakota and and so forth and so on. Even you know, when 
the next show, Paul, we're going to go through Lindenwood and see how many tournament teams uh, they played this year because I think people will be astonished. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, like I said, they haven't had too many weekends like this. Even when they got beat by ASU, got swept by ASU, it wasn't like this. No, no. It's uh, And now to, to, to be up there and have to, you know, try to figure things out for the last weekend of the season, but it could be some fatigue. It could, could be, be the fact that it's been a long season, your first yeah, season. Sure. And, and a lot you know, of time on the there's road. There's some frustration, a lot of time on the road. Now you're in Alaska for two weeks. Uh, and there could be a bunch of different things, and that's really not what I want to get into tonight. But anyway, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about Fairbanks. Where are they at right now before the tease it, Paul? Where are they at in the pairwise as we speak right now? The pairwise numbers for just just Fairbanks is all I want to know. Nothing I else. Under, well, that comes on afterwards. It's not that. No, nope, that, that comes on after. Just tell me where no. they are right now. Right now, they're tied with Minnesota State in their RPI numbers. Okay, technically, w- w- Minnesota. Where are State, they in I the guess. pairwise? What number in the pairwise? Let me finish. <laughs> But I guess technically the tiebreaker goes to Minnesota State. So they're 12 and Alaska is 13. Okay. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness. CollegeHockeyInc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skate to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference... Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6040 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. 
All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Chandler, Arizona, back from Colorado, uh, just barely, <laughs> 13 and a half hours. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul, you're going to need a rant just for a minute, but I do want to have a, a little PSA to throw out there. Uh, I will be broadcasting live from the Spaghetti Shack on Tuesday night. Okay. It's another remote. We're getting ready for the final series of the weekend with Long Island coming to town. And Joey and everybody over at the uh, Spaghetti Shack said, hey, come on out. And uh, we'll have some gift cards. And and somebody's got to chime in and win some gift cards or something. Get some some of that garlic bread pizza. Oh, it's delicious. And on Tuesdays, you can get the the spaghetti taco. I always end up Monday night there for some reason because it's, it's meatball night. Uh, it's a buy right. one get one on meatballs, and you know me, I'm a meatball nut. Uh, I'm kind of well, a you're meatball. just nut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a meatball, but anyway, uh, so that's where I'll be Tuesday night. All right, I'm gonna sit back. I'm just gonna let you go because you got something to say. Paul Hornstein, take it away. Okay, first of all, just so you know, so you're prepared for this, a uh, friend of the show, a friend of the show up there in in, in Fairbanks, uh, Amanda who's actually at the Fairbanks Hockey Banquet tonight. Uh, she sent me some ideas of what uh, the trophy uh, that you want to give out, the the, the Scott Cup should look like. <laughs> no, I'm just letting you know. No, it's the Independent Cup. Come on. It's, it's, the, the, Scott, well, it's, it's the Scott Well, it's the Scott Trophy. College Hockey West Independent Cup. But anyway. Right, but it's the Scott Trophy. <laughs> I told her. Whatever. I told her she's. I told her they're out of luck because it's just going to be a bust of your head with the top scooped out. But <laughs> we'll put um, peanuts in there or something. Whatever. But she's going to hunt you down for it. So just, just let, just to be prepared. So I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Okay. Um, in all seriousness, I've already started to see. Why did Alaska deserve to be even in consideration for the tournament? Because that's the system. And they won 22 games. And they've played the people they were supposed to play and won every game they were supposed to win. Get over yourselves and your high and mightiness out there in college hockey land that Alaska doesn't deserve to be in this tournament if they get in. Get over yourselves. You have a problem with them getting into the tournament. Put pressure on the backstabbing weasels. And I'll let you fill in whoever you want to fill into that comment that booted Alaska and Alaska Anchorage and Huntsville from conferences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I don't want to hear that, oh, they'd be last in the NCHC or last in, in the Big Ten. Then you also try to throw in there that they'd be last in the in the CCHA. Uh, no. Would they struggle in the NCHC? Maybe. Under normal circumstances? I don't hear you. I don't hear, you know, if Miami all of a sudden came out of nowhere, I wouldn't hear anybody crying. Would they struggle in the Big Ten? Maybe not this year. Remember, that team beat a Big Ten team. That had home ice in the first round of the conference tournament. Paul, that team beat C team is number three in the country. Yeah, I know. And don't give me this they be at the bottom of the CCHA, because they wouldn't be. Paul, that team swept your team. Uh, well, I know that. In four games, two up there and two at home. I understand that. I understand that. Okay, I'm just I'm just throwing out a few of the wins that that people seem to be looking the other way at. Okay, uh, when ASU made the tournament, they earned it. And Alaska, if they make the tournament, and they should, even though they'll probably sweat it out over the next two and a half weeks, they earned it. They played all those road games. Get your head out of your butts, people. 
You want to avoid this problem in the future and having your butt hurt because an independent team could possibly make it to the NCAA tournament? Then get your buddies in the college hockey world who used to care about the sport as a total before they became, quote-unquote, out for themselves. And if you think this is me just ranting, we know because we've had people on here that have said the same thing that are far more respected in the college hockey world than I am. I'm just a speck of dust. Don't go beating up on the, on the Nanooks because they're an independent. They have earned that spot in the pairwise. And if you don't think that they are a good team, and if you don't think that they've earned that spot, then you haven't watched a single game they've played all year. And you didn't watch anything that they did last year. So you whiny crybabies that are fans of some of these other teams and some of the and that that are in conferences shut up put your money where your mouth is and put Alaska in your conference and let's find out <laughs> oh man that was that was good that was really good i mean normally i got to go to the computer and drop the gloves and come away with bloody knuckles you just you just gave it to him and you're 100% correct. Paul Hornstein, you and I have probably watched as much Alaska Nanooks hockey this year as uh, most everybody other than the the absolute diehards in Fairbanks because we saw what was happening. I told you this summer, didn't I, that I said when they signed one Johnny Sorensen, Johnny the Glue Sorensen. Oh, see now, thing, don't, go ru- don't go ruining this. <laughs> I told you when your, they signed Johnny Sorensen, that was, in my estimation, the missing link. The guy that could show them that that, uh, that they were better than people gave them credit for. And Johnny told me that when I visited. If you go back and listen to the interview, um, he told me, he goes, hey, I told the guys when I was at Minnesota that don't hang your heads to get beat by these guys because they're a darn good hockey team. Then he went and joined them for his, his grad year. And uh, this team is for real. And if you go, I was in Denver this weekend, as you know, and, and the people in Denver were saying, you know what, if, if Airbanks gets in and they should, uh, please don't put them in our region. <laughs> um, so, so that's how hard the number three team in the country and their fan base is looking at Fairbanks. They know they're going to be an extremely tough out. And I think the people that are ranting at you or that are making these comments to you, are those fans that are scared to death that Fairbanks is going to end up in their team's region and may just oust them. Well, let me tell you something right now. Okay. Right now they would be a four seed. So they would be playing a one seed right off the bat. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Now, which one, which one that is, who knows, you know, because they'll, they'll have to, the way it stands right now, move a few people around because of, not wanting to have first-round conference matchups and the fact that Penn State has to be in Allentown. And Penn State is done for the season. And right now they're in the eighth spot. And they're not in the eighth spot by much. And theoretically, without having done the math and the numbers, okay, they could be passed up pretty easily, especially since uh, they're tied with Western Michigan for that 8-9 spot. Okay. They're not that far ahead of Ohio State, and they're not that far ahead of Michigan Tech where they can't be passed up and all of a sudden end up as a four seed. And guess what, Paul? They've got okay. games. they got games to play. Everybody you mentioned has games to play. Oh, and by the way, just because we talked about it, uh, I guess technically based on uh, the, 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 the chart, Right now, Fairbanks is 13th, but tied in the in the RPI with Minnesota State. And Minnesota State and Michigan Tech, somebody's going to lose. Now, it might be the next game or the game after, but at some point, one of those teams is going to lose because they're in the same league. 
and only one team can win the conference championship. So even by not playing, Alaska can move up a couple of spots. Yeah, I, as I told you today, I'm worried about what's behind Alaska more than I am what's ahead of them. Well, uh, I, I think at 13, even if that's where they were to fall, at 13 or even 14, they're probably in. But, boy, don't go to 15 because I think the parity in college hockey is going to show this spring in a couple well, of weeks when, when tournament champions are crowned. Like I said, uh, somebody who's literally immediately ahead of them or tied with them has to lose in one of the next two game nights. Yeah, not, I'm not arguing that. I'm just telling okay. you. Yeah, it, uh, because you have uh, Minnesota State playing and hosting Ferris State, who upset Bowling Green this weekend in the CCHA tournament. And you have Michigan Tech hosting their rivals, Northern Michigan, in the other semi. And I know what you said to me in the car this afternoon. Well, but I don't care. It's a rivalry game. And and there is nothing, nothing that Northern Michigan would like better. Let me remind you of a couple of years ago when I was passing through the conference, uh, the CCHA conference tournament, and I was in uh, Mankato, and Northern Michigan played a very, very good Minnesota State team with Dryden McKay and goal and beat them on their home ice in the tournament. Right. So, you know, you're sitting there and, and, and don't think that from the minute those games ended last night that, that that intensity for that game in the Upper Peninsula in Houghton did I say it right? Houghton. Houghton. Yeah, I always get it wrong. Um, between that, between Tech and Northern, hasn't been ramped up to, to to big time levels already, and we're six days away from the game. Yeah, exactly. It is okay. all that de- it's all that they'll be talking about. All right, and go ahead. So that's what you're gonna say. So you people who are gonna bash the Nanooks, get over it. Good point. Good point. Okay, enough said. I want to talk about NCHC hockey because I told you off air, and now I'll say it to you on air. Uh, I'm going to tell you who the four teams are going to be in the frozen faceoff, and uh, let the hate mail come to me because I've watched a lot of hockey. I've watched a lot of NCHC hockey this year, and um, yeah, call me a homer. I'm a bulldog homer. Well, you but anyway, are. the bulldogs are going to find their way to to St. Paul. The North Dakota Fighting Hawks are going to find their way to St. Paul. The Denver Pioneers are going to find their way to St. Paul. And I believe the Western Michigan Broncos, sorry, Coach Mayotte, but next year is your year. Uh, I think the Western Michigan Broncos will find their way to St. Paul. Yep, I said it, two upsets. And uh, if you want to know why, there's experience on both North Dakota and Duluth. They've been there before. They play extremely well in tournament time. And both of them right now are coming on like gangbusters. And uh, St. Cloud and Omaha, boy, you better hang on tight because you're in for a weekend battle like you probably have never seen before in the NCHC. And don't come at me and tell me that the NCHC is down because it's not. It's not down. It's just parity. Teams have gotten better across the board. Wow, you're really going out on a limb in that 4-5 matchup, aren't you? <laughs> wow. Why do you think I'm going? I'm not going on a limb. Wow. <laughs> you, you understand that those games last weekend were at St. Cloud were a split, and they were both one-goal games, right? Yeah, I watched. Apparently not very well. Um, no, listen, I mean, could Duluth go there and win? Yeah, of course. You know, once again, it's one of those in-state rivalries. And we know, because you pounded it into my head, about these teams from from the state of Minnesota. The state of hockey, by the way. The state of Minnesota. And, and, and how... You know, they only have one common enemy, 
when they're not playing each other. Arizona when they're playing State. each other. Yeah, that's the one. You have the right colors. <laughs> True. They only have one coming in. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, uh, in-state rivals, as you know, um, it will not be easy. Because once again, two one-goal games this past weekend. Um, at yeah, St. Cloud. But let me tell you, Paul, there's a difference between the last weekend of the regular season and the NCAC playoffs. Of course there is. Because right now, there's two teams that have been there before. Um, and not to say that St. Cloud and Omaha haven't, because they have, but but there's there's mystique, if I can use that word, around the North Dakota and the UMD programs. And they're fighting for their lives this year. They know they've had a down year. Both of them know it. And they know they have a chance to redeem themselves by, by getting into the tournament if they win the frozen faceoff. Now, I'll tell you right now that I told you at the start of the show, Denver is more focused than I think I've ever seen them on winning the frozen faceoff. In the past, they wanted to win, but they knew if they didn't win that it wasn't the end of the world because they were probably going to be a number one seed and certainly be in the tournament either way. Uh, I will also tell you that uh, David Carl uh, said it. You heard it. Um, they are focused and they know the importance of a one seed in this tournament. It's extremely important. And I've been telling you that all year is that there, there's a big difference between one and two uh, in the seeds, no matter what region you're at. And uh, the Pioneers want a number one seed. They don't care if it's Allentown. They don't care if it's Manchester. They want a number one seed. No, I, I think they'll end up with with a number one seed. I can't. I, I can't. I don't think there's any scenario that can bum out. I looked at right. the numbers today myself. Right. Um, I don't think there's any scenario that says they don't get a number one seed. Um, and I'm not even sure there's a scenario that moves them out of the number three overall spot. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but getting back to the North Dakota and the the UMD. Um, series that, that they're going to be playing these two weekends or this weekend coming up. Um, Duluth is not afraid to play at St. Cloud. They no, don't the care. Vampi- they're the vampires of the vampires for a reason. Yeah, they don't care. And North Dakota is chomping at the bit to go to Omaha and pay them back on their ice. Oh. I, so I, I'm they, sure they are. I mean. they can, what they can do, Paul, is they can eliminate Omaha's chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Because well, if Omaha loses two out of three or two in a row, uh, gets swept by North Dakota, they're done. They're out of the. Well, they're out right of the now they're not even in. I know, but they need. They would need to win that round, and maybe even need to. Well, win. that goes for both teams. Well, I, I get that. This goes but, for both teams. But what I'm saying is, um, North Dakota knows what they can do to them if they if they defeat them there, and they've been there, done that, and and I told you, and I had a chance to visit with Alex Einer a little bit. Um, before the start of the Denver game that he was calling on CBS Sports Network. And I said, Alex, I said, I keep looking at North Dakota and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And he said, you know what? He said, we're one or two defensive defensemen short. And I asked him about goaltending. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm not even that upset or worried about the goaltending. He said, I think the Ritter's coming along. But he said, we're one or two defensive defensemen short. Because what we have are talented defensemen, but they're offensive defensemen, and they like to go. And when they go, they get burned sometimes. Well, and, listen. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was a very, very intriguing comment I got from him. Well, basically what you're telling me is they need a Kenny Morrow. Yeah. Yeah, they need to stay at home. Well, he's a little old right now, but well, they have probably, his well, son his or grandson shot, maybe. But, but I mean, you... <laughs> I, I realize that that's a hockey reference going over people's heads, but that gives me a chance to sneak an Islander in there and an 80 Olympian in there. Okay. Um, but, Maybe they should have just traded for Jacob Chickren. I heard he went cheap. Oh, uh, well, you know, we can get into that next. You know, we have plenty of time for that. Um, but, um, you know, you got to have those guys that stay back. You know, I, I unfortunately, defenseman of the week and defenseman of the year and so forth and whatever trophy you want to give those guys have become based on offensive production. 
you got to have those guys. Let, let me give you a guy that's missing that gonna, out of a lineup. That, that are going to clear the front of the net. And you got to have those guys that are going to block shots and, and, and make life miserable for people. The, the guy in St. Cloud, you remember his name, Mr. Anhorn? Yeah. Um, when he went down, uh, that's what St. Cloud lost. That's exactly what they lost. And they've had a hard time filling those skates because they're difficult. Those are big skates, and they're hard to find. Just ask North Dakota because they don't have one of those guys or haven't well, developed listen, one a, of those guys, and they're trying. He's a pretty good offensive player too, but uh, but he's a really good state defenseman when he has to be, and know, he's, he's got a, a lot stabilizer. He's got a lot of those points. If you look, you know, if you look, if you look at their stats, right, and you look at their their their, their what 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 you know what St. Cloud is. You know, he got a lot of stuff on the power play. Yep. Yep, you know, totally agree. I mean, you know, okay, he, so he didn't take a lot of shots, but let's let's quickly um run through the, the NCHC tournament uh first round at the host site. Uh so Min- or uh, Denver will be hosting Miami. And Western Michigan will be hosting Colorado College. And you give me the next two. Why you're doing so well. Um, <laughs> I want to keep you engaged. I am engaged. St. Cloud gets to host the vampires. Minnesota Duluth, for those back of you that don't know. And uh, Eddie Christian, Sue, traveling to Nebraska. I mean, North Dakota, traveling to Nebraska to face Omaha. And well, you, you threw so many things into those two very easy things. <laughs> anyway, um, we got to shout out our friends. <laughs> no, no. So that's the way you they're got a Sue sit in the car with you. That's the that's the way they're going to line up. But let me tell you this: <laughs> if uh, if Chris May continues to play like they did Friday and Saturday night. I know they lost, folks. I, I was there. I saw. But they have a defensive style. They know what they are currently. They know where they're going currently. And what they would like to do is, is shut people down and hope. And I'll tell you last night, Paul, if Hunter McCown didn't try to carry that team on his back, uh, and, and Coach Mayotte told us that. He goes, hey, we win when Hunter scores. Uh, he did score, and he darn near tied the game up a couple of times late in the game, but um, I'm not going to rule out CC winning at Western, but what I am going to rule out is I'm going to say that, that two teams have to show me Omaha and St. Cloud have to show me what they are this weekend, because if they don't um, St. Cloud's still going to the tournament, it's just going to be a matter of where they fall in the seeding, but Omaha could be done because uh, they need a deep run in the NCHC tournament to to climb from 17 into a spot where they can go to the tournament uh my advice and and they could they listen can can cc win uh yeah they could they could because of the style they play Uh, my suggestion stay out of the penalty box well, I, I and here's the thing, Paul. I think I, I don't think I know that they as talk about their, that all the time. As good as penalty, as, as good but as here's the pen- problem. Here's the problem with that. When you go to the penalty box, it's not always because you took a stupid penalty. It's because you're playing the defensive style, and sometimes that ends up being a trip, an inadvertent trip, or an inadvertent hook, or or maybe a little overzealous rough, well, or a cross check. Yeah, you have to tone that down because you can't afford to go to the penalty box. But um, I don't think that those penalties are coming because they're not disciplined is what I'm saying. I think it's because they're playing a tight defensive style because they spent a lot of time chasing Denver this weekend. And everybody that watched those games knew that. And when you're chasing guys, occasionally that stick in the wrong spot and it becomes a trip or a hook or whatever so uh, or a high stick. So you have to you have to not chase them, right? You have to lock them down and not chase them. And that's what they can do against Omaha. I mean against Western. And they they have to shut down that top line and then they have to see if they can get something out of their third or fourth line. Well, that's it. I mean that that Western Michigan top line 
All right. Puts a lot of pucks in the net on the power play. And they do have the man advantage also, not even on a power play, just extra attacker as they did well, this weekend. Well, yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> uh, Jason Pullen and Ryan McAllister in the, are both in the top ten in scoring. And then when you throw Max Sassoon in there, all three of those guys are in the top 20 in the country in scoring. Yeah, they're they're an outstanding line. That team okay. is very good. Pat Firsha has done a great job. I didn't give him much credit beginning of the year about what he could do with the guys that he lost, but he's done a fantastic job on it. All I'm saying is the style that Chris Mayotte is playing right now that fits his guys, um, th- they have a shot. I'm not saying of it's a great shot. Of course. I'm just saying they have Listen, a shot. Of course they do. Okay. Get the first one, though. Yeah. Yep. Get the Absolutely. first one. Put the I- pressure. I, 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 you know, I can't see winning, winning two in a row in that building on the road. So get the first one, make them start gripping their sticks. Yep. Yep. That's make the them key. think about it. Make you them know, think about and of it. Of course, I'm not exactly uh, coming across like a genius here to, to have to figure that out. I mean, that's obvious. So. All right, uh, let's end the show with a couple of congratulations. First of all, congratulations, Denver Pioneers. Um, you did it all year long. You had a target on your back. You took everybody's best shot. You're at 28-8-0. Um, congratulations on winning the Penrose, the Icebreaker, and the Gold Pan, and uh, good luck going forward. Second congratulations, obviously, to our friends up in Alaska Fairbanks. Wow, what a season you guys have had. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you in our coverage, Jerry. It's been a pleasure to follow you, to talk with you. We're going to have you guys on over the next couple of weeks and and just get into the nitty-gritty of what it's like um, biting your nails probably <laughs> for two and a half weeks. But um, if there's a team that deserves to get in and has earned a way to get in, you so aptly put it earlier, Paul, the uh, Nanooks have earned this opportunity, and they deserve to be there. Uh, oh, absolutely. They've earned that opportunity. Um, and, you know, it'll be one game. One game at a time. Come on. I thought you were going to give me a tonight. Well, they don't play for another two and a half weeks. I, I got to be tonight. <laughs> okay. Work up to it. Work up to it. We need that. They need that spirit. I'm just saying. I, I get it. I, what, I, I don't know what more I could Take say. Take it away, Herbie. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com Networks, brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available are two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as the second location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Top Golf, place of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. And by the Spaghetti Shack. Food quickly in three locations in Arizona, Tempe, Pine Top, and the Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. Go to SpaghettiShack.com and order yours today. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Help others find it at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say a uh, big good night, and I will remind people once again, Paul and I will be back tomorrow night for Analytics and Eyeballs, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
And Tuesday night, come and join me at uh, 6430, Paul. Is that what it is? 6430 South Rural Road? Um, Some, it's there. It's, let me tell you. It's Guadalupe and Rural. Get there. Get to the Spaghetti Shack. Come go. by and say, say hello and, and see if we might have something for you as we do a live podcast from the Spaghetti Shack Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Who cares about Eastern Time on that? Because just show up at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. That's all that matters. All right. Good night, all right. everybody.